When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everybody, welcome back to X-Pounded Universe, the Star Wars novel discussion podcast, pounded in the X by our own pound. Universe. Universe. <laughs> by our own pound puppies universe. Oh yeah, that's the next book we're going to do. We're mm-hmm. going to do the expanded pound puppies universe novel. I'm sure there's several. They're probably not novels so much as children's books from the 80s. You know, that you one of those get. little golden books that has about 10 pages. Yeah, maybe there's like a novel, a, a, a young adult short novel based on the cartoon. Maybe. There could be. Could you be. don't know. Maybe there's one where they meet RoboCop. Why not? Everybody loves the Pound Puppies Meet RoboCop. <laughs> Classic. Hello, puppies. <laughs> I also think it is good to say no to drugs. That's my whole deal. Uh-huh. I'll it's... shoot a drug dealer in the dick. <laughs> Especially Nuke, the worst drug. He knows from the worst drugs, because yeah. he was in, in one of those movies. One of the drugs was bad. I think it was the second one. You know, one one of those... Third one? I don't know. I'll be honest, I've only ever seen RoboCop 1. I've only ever seen RoboCop and RoboCop. Yeah, I've seen the remake as well. The (laughs) one where he looks like an iPhone. Yeah, I've seen RoboCop and RoboCop, and those are the only ones I've seen. I never saw two or three. I feel like I should have, but I had the novelization of one of them. Nice. I tried reading that, and it was a, a, a lot about a drug called Nuke. And also, like, a little kid that was super smart and was the villain. Great. Yeah. That all sounds like a thing I'm sure they did. <laughs> Pretty sure. I think it might have been three, because I think there were also like flying robot ninjas in it. Awesome. That yeah. sounds like something they would do in a third movie. I feel like, yeah. So so anyway, this is not about RoboCop. This is a Star Wars podcast. Yeah. I have recently returned from a pilgrimage to the Star Wars lands. Great. Yeah. I don't remember if we did that, if we did the episode before. Or did we do one before you left? We did oh, one right, before did. I left. Yeah, yes, right. we did. So, so I don't need to talk about fucking Disneyland. Great. You do not. No, so I will not. Instead, how was your trip to uh, to the orange, orangest of counties? Well, I mean, it was mostly a trip to L.A. Oh, okay. Uh, but that always sucks. Yes. So. <laughs> but. Uh, Terrible city. Had a birthday thing from a grandma, and that was nice. She's like 93 now. Mm-hmm. And I uh, got to see my new little baby niece. Aw. It's like six months old at this point. A wee baby niece. Yeah, and my little three-year-old nephew who absolutely adores me and Aww. is adorable. Just was like, you know, they're going to sleep one night and everyone's staying at my sister's house. And, you know, she's like, all right, say goodnight. And 
He just goes, good night, and then runs up to me and gives me a hug. Mm-hmm. And then as he's walking away, he's like, I love Uncle John. <laughs> I love him this much. Oh, that's perfect. I'm like, fuck yeah, I rule. Everybody else sucks ass. <laughs> Gonna be one of those permanent uncle types, right? <laughs> yeah. Never have a kid yourself, but just be Hell like- no. Because yeah. then I can be like, ah, oh, this kid sucks, it's yours. <laughs> if they rule on their uncle. Yeah, if this kid's cool, I'll hang out with him, but as soon as he starts to suck, that's your kid. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, well, good, I'm glad to hear it was a nice time. It was good. good. It was a good time. Yeah, so uh, so we are about to do the wrap-up. No, we're not. We're about to do the uh, roundup of what happened in the previous episode. What do we want to call it? The, the, the previously the, on. The, the catch-up, the previously on, the mustard. <laughs> The mustard? It's called the mustard. Let's give them the mustard. <laughs> exactly. Doesn't that sound right? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give the audience the old hot mustard. I know what you guys came here for. It was the mustard. Whoo! <laughs> uh, <laughs> <whew. laughs> I'm pretty sure it was that. <laughs> so, well, previously on the hot mustard, yeah. <laughs> our, our crew had... Come to Storinol, uh-huh. a planet that is mostly a tourist destination, but still technically under imperial control, even though the Empire basically doesn't exist. Yeah, we never quite get a uh, description of who it is they're reporting to exactly. Like, what Im- imperial faction are they? It's not Zinj. He's a warlord. He has his own whole thing going on. Yeah, he doesn't count as imperial. Yeah. He just has a whole bunch of imperial trappings and stuff. Yeah, so I don't know if they're like reporting to Thrawn or what's going on there. No idea, but they apparently still have imperial ideals and ties, yet they are kind of more liberal on that, being that they are a tourist destination. So they're like... All right, well, we can't be full jackboot because we still want that dollar. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So they show up there because they need to get a disease from a hospital there and infect the crew of the Hawkbat, who Zinj is sending to resupply the Nightcaller so that they can't go over to the Nightcaller and see that everything is fucked. Exactly. They can't find out that they only have a couple of TIE fighters and, and actually their hold is full of X-Wings yeah. and that their captain is dead. They can't do... De- these things are bad. These would all be bad things. Yes. And so, so they split into three groups. The horrible racist trope group mm-hmm. and the we're gonna steal a bunch of shit group and the disease group. Uh-huh. They call them Projects Joyride, Disease, and Yokel. Yes. With Yokel being the one where everyone's from uh, Ag- Agamar. Agamar, the, the planet of Polish jokes. Yep. Just real, real bad. Yeah. So that's well, that Wedge, Jansen, and Donos are, are, are making up our, our squad of... Uh, although Wedge is also on Team Steel, Steel TIE Fighter, so I think these teams are fluid. Well, no, because uh, Wes is on... The Team Joyride. Oh, okay. So he's the one pretending to be the senator from Baccarat. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got uh, our Taban. Uh, uh, yeah, Atril Taban. Taban. Our, our newest member. She's bridge crew, but she is a trained guerrilla commando and TIE fighter pilot, so she's here to help. Yeah, so she is with Joyride, as well as Fallon being our twinges, and... Uh, Piggy being the Gamorian guard for that group. That's Joyride. Local color, yeah. We get... That color is green. (laughs) We get uh, 
Fainan and Tyria posing as a married couple who are in plague group. Uh-huh. Uh, Kel posing as the shuttle driver who is also joining in plague group. And then everyone who is left, which I think is Donos and Face and... Yeah, uh, Donos, Face, and Wedge. Are pretending to be the, the doofuses from, from planet the Midwest. Yes, and they hid Grinder on the ship in a smuggling compartment just uh-huh. to break him out when they need him. Yeah. They have... Uh, Runt. Hohas is <laughs> shitting and pissing in a bag in an X-Wing on a moon. Yeah, horses do that all the time. Not in a bag. <laughs> Sometimes they tie a little bag to the back of them. If it's like a fancy parade route. <laughs> yeah, if they don't want them shitting up the fancy parade. Exactly. And that's the squad. Yeah, that's everybody. Uh, and their whole plan, as we already mentioned, was to steal X-Wings and diseases. Now, uh, TIE Fighters and diseases. It's TIE Fighters and diseases. But they'd steal an X-Wing if they saw it. I mean, they're, <laughs> I not, mean, a, they're not above it. I mean, if they saw an X-Wing sitting there, they'd be like, well, I should get one of those. Probably We've been X- waiting for an X-Wing. We're short one X-Wing. We should steal that. Yeah, I mean, we're also short an X-Wing pilot. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm pretty sure Atril is probably going to get stepped up in the ranks here. Probably. We'll see. But uh, in the meantime, the last thing that happened in the last chapter was that Phelan had been assigned to infiltrate the base and figure out the details of how their uh their tie operation works which she did by taking a nap on top of a food truck and then sneaking onto the roof of the building and then falling off the roof of the building and landing in a crumpled heap of garbage about 10 feet below (laughs) yep and fell asleep again upon landing as such well you know some kind of a sleep fell asleep is all for a sleep (laughs) very much Probably concussed herself. And we don't have to deal with that for a while. That's not where the chapter starts or anything. No. Uh, when last we had left, we had also decided, oh, we were going to get Grinder out. And we know where we're going to go in. Yeah. And we pick up with them going to go into this hospital. And the only route in is the trash chute, essentially. Uh-huh. And yeah, it smells like stinky poops in there. It's it's poops from a butt down there. Yeah, not good. They got to crawl through three miles of raw shit in order to get there. <laughs> they shouldn't have done it, especially not on chilly night. <laughs> but yeah, they're hanging out a little ways away are uh, Fainan, Tyria, and Kel uh-huh. as they are waiting for Grinder to hack his way or slice his way mm-hmm. into the system to... Open up the poop shoot. And the book now begins with Project Cast Dispersions on the Character and Loyalties of Grinder, which is a out-of-nowhere thing, so it feels kind of obvious that the book is doing it. It's so weird when Fanon's like, Well, we don't we don't know if Grinder's any good at being a, a slicer, and I'm like, Yeah, we do. Yeah, We've had several chapters where he's like Oh, from an X-Wing, I sliced into the computers of that planet's government on the fly. Uh-huh. You're like, yeah, that dude fucking rules. He can slice whatever. He's a really good slicer. You got We've a good one. We've established it. Yeah. And they're like, well, if he's any, if he's as good of a slicer as the X-Wing pilot, then he's mediocre at best. You're like, okay, I get it. You guys are trying. And then Tyria's like, yeah, also, we don't even know anything about him. I looked him up and like, before this assignment, we have no record of what the hell he was doing. I'm like, yeah, probably because he's a real good fucking slicer and erased it. <laughs> or he was told to or something. Like, you don't know, maybe he was a slicer for the uh, for the Republic. Like, they probably don't keep especially good records of who does all their secret government code slicing work. Oh, there's a gap in your resume. What was that? Oh, that's when I was doing illegal things. <laughs> 
It says here sabbatical. <laughs> no, no, I was doing illegal hacking. Oh no. <laughs> oh drat. Oh, I shouldn't have said it was illegal. <laughs> no, very normal, very legal hacking. <laughs> too hot today (laughs) but yeah they just spend a good while being like this guy might not be good like why yeah and then they book will later kind of reinforce that when there's a moment when grinder has a minute to himself uh but i i think it's all red herring i think grinder is a loyal bothan of the republic yeah i i have no idea why this is happening or what's going on here i'm like if we hadn't established that he was a great slicer, then maybe. Sure. But we have, and the fact that they're like, I don't know if this guy's any good. I'm like, how? What? You haven't seen Tyria sneak anywhere yet. Are you sure Tyria's good? <laughs> I mean, Wedge has watched her sneak around in the jungle and been like, damn, this lady knows how to sneak. Yeah, but Wedge ain't on the team I right know. now. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure Kel's watched her sneak a little as well. <laughs> a little do, sneaking. Just do some sneaking. Some Some... Re- recreational sneaking <laughs> rec sneaking <laughs> that's what they call it uh but yeah so eventually grinder pops up he's like yeah i hacked open the garbage chute and i'm actually really good at this fuck you all <laughs> and they go in but they they have a bunch of rebreathers so they don't have to breathe in the shit smell yeah and and uh Tyria has sprinkled some of her lady times perfume in there yeah. It's lady times. <laughs> when you need the best times, try lady times. <laughs> I was kind of hoping at least one of the dudes in this group would have like an overabundance of shitty cologne he could sprinkle in there. Feigning all like, let me use my Axe body spray. <laughs> just 100% faces like, oh, I've got just a gallon of Brute. <laughs> I've got Brute, Brute knockoff, Stetson, <laughs> CK obsession. Uh, but they have to spray the tunnel as they go so that any disease that might be on the actual walls itself will stay there and not on them. So they're just basically putting a sealant on this tunnel as they go. Yeah, they're using like a spray can full of laminate to just sort of laminate the tunnel walls and uh, making their way along. And eventually they crawl their way. There's a whole bunch of tunnel stuff here. Where they establish it, oh, they've disabled the, the system's compactors, but if Grinder may accidentally turn those back on, there's tunnel routes. They've had Tyria going in the front because she's the sneakiest, uh, but she keeps identifying like holes in the floor they're going over, and they're like, yeah, those all drop to incinerators because they want to cook all this horrible medical waste into an ash before they uh, you know, squeeze it off to nothing. Yeah. It's weird that they keep being like, ooh, they went into the trash compactor room. If the compactor happened, they'd all be dead. And it didn't. Yeah. And then there there are incinerators that'll incinerate anything that gets near them to ash, and they don't deal with them. Yeah. Anyway, if you're like, every time why they're do like, you keep mentioning these? It's true. And every time they're like, hey, Grinder, is that thing still on? And he's like, yeah, it's still on. Well, could you accidentally set it off? Potentially. I'm not going to. Well, no, that's, that's the bomb. The bomb. There is a bomb in the middle. The medical facility is also a research and secret testing facility where they're testing all kinds of medical shit on random animals of various types from across the galaxy. Yeah, they have a little, you know, CDC in there. Yeah. And they're testing with some weird diseases. And so in order to control the problem, if it were if an outbreak were to occur, the whole place is rigged with a plasma bomb in the middle of it that'll blow up the entire facility plus several city blocks in every direction. Which feels excessive. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, oh, if it detects any leak of 
like any of these diseases, it'll blow this bomb. And I'm like, you don't need to have a bomb that powerful. You could just have it be like very hot in a very localized area to get rid of that. You could probably just put a shield up around the facility as well. Those things stop organic from passing through it. So they could just have a big old shield generator in the middle. And if anything goes off, they could just, it's on. And now we've got a nice quarantine zone. Then set off a bomb. And then set off a yeah. bomb. But yeah, they're like, Grinder, are you going to blow us up? It's really unlikely. I'm very good at this. Why are you guys constantly doing that? <laughs> Why do you keep thinking I'm bad at this? We, You're going to allow Kel to go disarm that bomb. And none of you are like, Kel, is it possible that you might blow up the bomb while you disarm it? I don't know. I'm a streetwalking cheetah with a heart full of napalm. I'm on the edge and I think our commanding officer is going to try and kill me. <laughs> Well, okay, go have fun, though. All right, well, <laughs> you go do your thing. I'm in love with you. Okay, that's that was wrong time and place to say that. <laughs> also, I'm Grinder, and I don't know why you're saying it to me. I love all of us. Uh, I love the idea of you, Grinder. I think you're more in love with the idea of love. <laughs> I love love. He's <laughs> a lover of loving love. Uh, but yeah. He disables the bomb, and then they make their way through the animal facility. At one point, this is the moment when Grinder gets his chance to be sneaky himself. He spots a weird bug in a weird container. Uh, the bug is a little two- four-leg bug that stands on its hind legs and uses its front legs, like a little two-legged praying mantis, basically, but see-through. It's fully translucent. It's called, like, the Jobiri glass uh, striker or something like that. And he's like, ooh. That's perfect. Ooh, just a little what, glass bug. The, the, that's just what I need to do the thing with my teammates or whatever he thinks to himself and scoops it into a bag when he thinks no one's looking and he steals a bug. It's so weird. He's just like, huh, something's scratching at my back. Oh, there's a bug in here. Neat. I'm taking- like, what are you, a four-year-old? Ooh, a bug. I'm going to put that in a bag. I mean, the- that's that's my life is, is living with a child who collects every bug. Yeah. But... But yeah, he's not. I don't think he's pulling that kind of move. I think he wants. Here's my thing. I think this is all red herring. That well, we already established someone did the like inflated uh, flight suit with a yes. knife. Yeah. So someone's a a prankster. Someone's a prankster, and I think we're establishing it's him. And I think he just wants a creepy bug to scare someone with. Yeah, he'll be like, "Ooh, I'm gonna put this weird little bug in. I don't know, someone's locker or something, and then they'll get." Pinched by a bug. Yeah, a bug will get them. Although, I, the, the one with the knife is like, too much, man. <laughs> you went too far. It's too much. You should have put like a, a rubber knife or, you know, a bucket of oatmeal or something like that. You know, the, the regular pranks. Regular plank. Regular pranks. prank. A bucket full of shaving cream that's set to your exact body temperature so you pee yourself when it touches you. <laughs> that's, that's what happens. That's the regular prank. Yeah. The most common of pranks. <laughs> oh, God, shaving cream touched me! Uh. <laughs> While you're peeing yourself, we run up and draw dicks on your face. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's, everyone knows how you do a prank. That's pranks, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> now that's how you pranks. <laughs> uh, so, uh, they do the thing. They steal a disease, and they get out. Their, their part of the whole mission goes fairly well. Yeah. Again, they keep being like, Ooh, and there's a bomb, and there, there's all this stuff. But the whole chapter is like, anyway. So they get in and get a disease, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> You're like nothing happens. And then when they no get one out, detects them, no, they're fine. And when they get out, they even have extra smug stuff to say about it. Like Wedge is like, "Did it go okay?" And they're like, "Yeah, we stole this disease right here, the disease we mentioned already in the other episode, the poop, the the burdock poop disease or whatever it is, the one that that is caused by sewer systems and gives you the shits for two weeks." Yeah, we 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 got that, we got it. And it's in these two vials. And they're like, is that dangerous? No. 
Oh, okay, well, how are you going to set him off? Oh, Kel's helping me rig an explosive. This is Fainan. Kel's helping me rig a little explosive. Don't worry, it won't blow them up. It's just like it sends two needles into the vials to open up little holes so that the stuff can get out. And we're going to sneak it in onto their shuttle. Yeah. We're we're very good at our jobs. And, and Kel, what about you? And like, He's like, hey, they're not going to detect we were even in there unless they happen to look down their garbage chute and they see someone sprayed a bunch of laminate flooring sealant in, all over the walls. But other than that, uh, no, I even set the bomb back up. Yeah, I disarmed it. We got the drug or the disease. And then when we left, I just hooked it back up again. I, and Wedge is like, the fuck? Wait, there's a bomb? And they explain that whole situation. He's like, huh. I assume they didn't tell anyone that was next to them, given that it'll blow up like a block around them. Did you all, were you like with me as well that you figured that sometime in the next part of this commando raid, that bomb being hooked back up would matter? I assumed anything that got said during this point would matter, and none of it did. No, nothing that happens here other than them getting the, even the part about how they're planning to disperse the disease doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. Because they figure out an easier way on the walk there. They're like, oh, we don't have to, like, cycle it into the air tanks and really get in there. We can just put it into the air intake valve because as they're leaving, they'll take in air before they switch to recycled air. Yeah. So we can just put it in there and then it'll get them right away. Basically just sugar their gas tanks instead of having to jimmy open the doors. Yeah. So it's uh, it, it's silly how little any of this matters. Yep. <laughs> it is. It's very amusing me to, to see the two squads jobs where it's like okay plague group you gotta go sneak into a guarded hospital and get a deadly disease well not really deadly a fucked up disease and you're gonna have to sneak through a poop shoot and get all this they're like yeah we did it nothing happened and then the other squad joyride is like you need to steal two tie fighters like we will be as inept as possible. Don't worry about that. We will fuck up every step well, of their this. Well, their situation is ridiculous because part of it is to keep Phelan doing anything at all besides flying the TIE fighter, uh, they have her steal with, first of all, all of them have to break into this into this facility. And they do this, they, they've remixed the team, so Kel is still part of the team, but he's the driver now, and they have to they have to get onto the base, and they do that by having Kel and Tyria sitting at the front of this, this, uh, this truck with everybody who's on, on Project Steel TIE Fighters hiding in the back under blankets, and Grinders there, too. Um, but that's... No, that's a different squad. Oh, it is? I thought this was the part where they had to break in and be the mechanics. Or, oh, is it? Yes, but oh, they're yeah. not there for that. No, you're right, you're right. Joyride is not part of Yeah, instead, Joyride, Joyride squad is failing. Once she's on board uh, on a base somewhere, she has to rejigger a... Uh, uh, like basically the Star Wars equivalent of one of those cars that drives around on airport tarmacs with all the luggage on it. Yeah. So the luggage carrier. Yeah. So she rebuilds one of those so it'll drive itself and do a sweet jump. <laughs> yeah. It is very goofy. They're like, all right, I'm going to need to program this little cart to go forward. Not very fast. Mm -hmm. Bump into the wall then have the repulsor lifts shoot so that it jumps and then comes back down and then starts to kind of drive a little bit, but then that's it. Yeah, and when it jumps, all four of us are going to jump off it like a little springboard and get up onto the roof of the building. Yeah. Uh, so that's the plan. Uh, yeah, I, that's I, Joyride's that, plan. That's Joyride. I, I, now I can't remember why the hell Kel was bothering to break into the base and that whole so thing that they could mechanics. put the disease in. Oh, that was right to put the disease in. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. 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 So yeah. 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 Yeah.
Uh, perfect uh. chance for me to work in my uh, my Jersey Shore name if I could remember what it was. <laughs> uh, good. Hmm. So so yeah, the, let's just do Joyride and then we'll do the other one. Yep. So <laughs> they need to get this, you know, like we said, basically luggage transporter over there. So their whole deal is they're like, all right, we're going to kind of do what Phelan did on the way in, which is just sort of like hang on to the back of this thing so they can't see us coming. Yeah. And then right as it bumps into the wall, we all jump onto the roof. And then once it does its like weird repulsor lift jump, we jump from the roof of the luggage transport onto the roof of the hangar. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we're going to wait there until Runt does his flyby. Yeah, and then they'll open up the hangar gates so they can send TIE fighters out after him, and then we'll sneak in and stop them and steal the TIE fighters. Yes. Now, during this, uh, the plague group and friends are all going into the, uh, like, where the all those ships are held the hangar bay that yes, isn't like where the tie fighters are. Yeah. It's where the civilian ships are held. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they have rigged up a transmitter receiver thing because they're like, we don't have time to slice into this government's facility and make fake repair orders. So what we've done is created a repair order that when you go to check it, this transceiver intercepts the signal and instead of it asking the government computer whether or not this is actually a valid thing it just, it just goes yeah hey this is fine yeah so grinder can just approve it off the top from where he's sitting in the back of their secret truck and you know that's fine they go in and they're like hey we're we're here to do maintenance like you're not supposed to do maintenance today not, not till tomorrow and they're like yeah we're kind of, we're trying to get a jump on it it's a slow day so we're doing ahead of work boss is breathing down my neck union's going to be a thing what you going to do wife's yelling at me let me in there though <laughs> let me let me get, let me, get just, in just there. let me in there how many more excuses do you need 3 all right well but, uh, uh, you know how it is. I'm planning to play hooky and go fishing tomorrow with the fellas. Uh, also, uh, I got my lady here and we're going to go have makeouts. Yeah, just makeouts though. We're only, it's only our second date. <laughs> so yeah, they check the order and they're like, all right, well, computer says you can go in mm-hmm. and it's easy enough for them once they get there. They're like, oh, uh, there is a video feed going, but Grinder's just like, oh, you know that transmitter thing I have? I can just use that to slice into the video feed here, loop the feed so it just shows what's there right now, and it doesn't show us, you know, hmm. standard spy video shit. Basic being really good at slicing business, right, Fainan? Right? Huh? 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 Guys? Huh? How are you at being a doctor, you piece of shit? <laughs> Pretty much shit as far as I'm aware. He's very bad at being. He's, he's an okay doctor, but he's got terrible bedside manner and he kind of sucks. Yeah. Like, Fainan's just not a cool, not nice dude. No, he's kind of an asshole. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. But it, one thing he does know is that it's real easy to get that disease onto the ship. So they just do it by throwing it up the fucking tailpipes or air intake valves. Now, everyone on, on those ships is going to get, you know, stink butt. Yeah. And that's bad. They're like, oh, great. Now we don't even need to try and slice our way into this and 
open up the doors or whatever. Great, we can just shove this nonsense on there and be done. Yeah, except Kel's like, no, we can't be done. We said we had to actually service the fucking shuttles, so we actually do have to go fix the shuttles. Because otherwise, they'll show up and go, oh, our shuttle isn't fixed, and then call someone out, and then someone will be like, oh, but we have on record that it was supposed to be, and it'll be a whole deal, so... All right, guys, let's go in there and do maintenance. Yeah, and this is hard work. It's hard, grueling work, because all I know is that Kel comes out of it like, ow, ow, it was hard. Oh, I did nine hours worth of work in four and a half hours. And instead of being four guys who know what they're doing, it was me telling a bunch of enthusiastic but useless volunteers what to do. And I'm like, dude, everyone on your squad knows what an X-Wing is. Like, they probably all have at least a little bit of repair experience. Eh, Maybe. Maybe. And like, isn't... No, wait, Wedge is on the other side. Also, it's not like, oh, this whole thing is broken and you've got to fix it. It's you're like, service. Nah, man, they're you're fucking cha- refilling the air. Yeah, they're like changing its space oil and shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bro, I, I, like to, I like to picture <laughs> Kel just waving around an air, fi- air filter. I was about to yeah. say, just one of them, like, fucking Tyria comes around and is like, hey, is the air filter need changing? And Kel's just like, Jesus Christ. I just want to show you the air filter, so... You put that the fuck back where you found it. If it looks dirty, that's good. That's what its job is. (laughs) If it was clean, something would be fucked up. (laughs) Last time that happened to me where I had to get, like, just smog work done, they did that where I brought the air filter out, and and it it was dirty. It had, like, a leaf on it, and I was like, no, just put it back in, and that leaf better still be on it. I'm going to check. That's a that's a load-bearing leaf. Put that thing back where you found it or so help me. So help me. I really want to just get a little little uh like welded on plate to the top of my L filter that says I don't care what this looks like. <laughs> nah, I'm good. <laughs> Maybe next time, thanks though. <laughs> I do not need your premium oils either. $77, fuck you. <laughs> uh so they finish that up and that is when Hohas in the X-Wing shows up and starts blasting random shit in this airfield. Well, yeah, he can't blow up the only thing that matters, so he has to blow up everything that doesn't. So he's just zipping around, shooting shit. And then everybody missed a huge turret. Oh, no, a big turret. Yeah, a turret just kind of goes... It was made comes out, of, up out of the ground. Yeah, it had con- uh, plasticrete. Duracrete. Duracrete, or plasterasteel, or... Star Warsium. Yep. It was made of Star Warsium. And that, that's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 Yes, and. <laughs> <laughs> so this Duracrete platform with a with a hidden turret underneath it pops up, and they're like, oh, shit. Uh, yeah, you should probably go. There's a big-ass ground turret. Instead of being like, uh, no, yeah, no Kel- turret has ever hit any of us ever except for Jasmine. You'll be fine. Yeah, Kel freaks out, and he's like, oh, shit. Oh, man. Oh, Six, you got to get out of there, man. There's a fucking turret. And Wedge is like, dude, trust your teammates. And he's like, what? It's Jansen, because Wedge is on the other team. But yeah, Jansen's like, calm down, dude. No, he's he's not going to get far enough away. They'll blast him. Trust your team. And then Donos, who we have not mentioned yet, because he's a fucking sniper and he's at the highest possible point with visibility to everything, just kills the guy. Yeah, the guy in the chair is turning it to go face the X-Wing and just, blap, dead. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Kel literally... Has a moment to himself. He's like, oh, shit. I just realized that Jansen talked and I didn't get all tense and angry. I'm so glad. Also, I'm sad that I forgot Donos existed for a moment there. He just goes, oh, shit, Donos. Uh, Right. I'm sorry. I forgot. (laughs) 
I really don't care about that guy at all unless I'm making him, you know, be tortured. Ever since we solved his psychology problems in one simple beating. <laughs> this one simple trick to fixing PTSD. Psychiatrists hate him. Just put him in a thing, make him relive his horrible traumatic event, and then beat him up. That's it. Perfect sniper. I can't wait for him to be somewhere I can't see with a gun that can see me. <laughs> <sighs> so, uh, but anyway, he's still good. So he kills the, the gunner. Yeah. Unfortunately, this is also the point where the TIE fighter gates open up and uh, Wedge and Tyria are the first two to drop in, but they're not fast enough because the two TIE fighter pilots are raring to go. Well, I mean, that was part of the plan. Oh, the plan was to get them to come back and land. That's yeah. right. It was. It was the infiltrate. And then have them come back thinking everything was all normal-like. Yeah, because the entire uh, standard operating procedure is when something is, you know, strafing your base there, they're like, oh, we go dark. So that that way when we launch out of here, we don't have like, oh, something opened up and there's a lot of light coming out of this and we're a big target. Mm -hmm. So everything turns off, which means they can sneak in easily. Yeah. So as soon as the hatch at the top of the hangar opens, they're like, great, we can rappel down, and then they'll take off, and then as soon as the dome closes again and they turn the lights on, the four of us will just be down there, guns out. Yes. But it doesn't quite go as planned. I mean... It's got something to do with the, the secret code passphrases and stuff. So, you know, uh, I think it's Wedge and Phelan have their guns on the actual, like, engineers and... Uh, mechanics down there. Yes. And they're like, all right, fucking chill your shit. And they see, oh, okay, Phelan managed to see the secret hand wave you need to get into the room. Yeah. And when uh, they go into the room, do, what is it, face and... Uh, face and, and, and Atrel. And Atrel, you know, one of the guys in the security room goes to pull a gun and face misses his shot. Atrel blows a fucking a hole in this dude's head with a blaster that sets his head on fire. Yeah, she just l removes the middle. She basically cores his head out and his hair catches fire and he falls on the ground. And Face is like, hey, other person in here, put out that guy's smoking head fire so that it, the fire alarm doesn't go off. Yeah, and she's like, ah, ah, ah. and they're like, great, now we're going to call them back. So what's the code to call them back? I don't know. Oh, okay, kill her. <laughs> And she's like, ah, it's Sakura. It's S-A-K-I-R-A. It's uh, whatever that is in Orbesh. Just just use the alphabet from Star Wars, please. Um, it's Sakura. You know, it's the name of his daughter. Uh -huh. The guy you just killed? Yeah, it's his daughter's name. Yeah, that's right. Uh -huh. I hope you feel bad about your decisions. <laughs> this wasn't like, ah, an Imperial TIE fighter pilot who's trying to murder me. Nope, this was a guy who went to work. Yeah, and now he's got a hole in his face. <laughs> and now his daughter lost a father. Don't you feel like a fucking shitbag? And they're like, ha no, I have no remorse. No, we'll kill any Imperial ever for any reason whatsoever. Even if you're like mildly tied to the Empire, we'll go ahead and tell ourselves that killing you was the best thing we could have done. Because if you had lived, you would go on to spread evil. Yeah, <laughs> of course, the problem is is uh this is they've killed part of the link of the chain because they they try to call him in and they're like uh I'm still chasing this this type this X-wing I might even be able to get him uh you sure can you repeat that code back and immediately they're like yeah if you repeat the code back that's a code phrase for I should not repeat the well, code no, back well no it's hey 
we want you to tell me what it is. And she's like, I can't say it because he's the one who's supposed to do the code. Yeah. So if I say, yes, please come in, they'll know something's fucked. Yeah. So Face has to be like, uh, yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're all good here. Just, yeah. Yeah, just come on back now. And then it gets worse because they do. They loop around and come back, but then he gets a call from, like, command. Like, hey, why did you tell them to come back? And they're like, uh, oh, because we detected he was trying to lure them into an ambush, sir, and we're doing our best we can to uh, be be good employees. And they're like, on your own authority? That feels like you should have called that into me. Sorry, sir, just trying to get ahead, you know, like, just uh, prove, prove that I've got metal. Yeah, he's like, well, you know, if something's wrong with that, then it'll be on your ass. So, are they come back and he's like, yep, two eyeballs coming in for safety. And he's like, to what now? I'm sorry, did you just use the Republic, a Republic term for the, the TIE Fighters? Uh, Yeah, that was a joke. I a said joke. it wrong as a joke. I thought you'd think it was funny if I said the rebel thing. Okay, hang it up now, bye. <laughs> and he's like, and then just immediately calls you like, we've been made, we're fucked. <laughs> yeah, everyone's fucked. And the two TIE Fighters take off to just not be there. And they manage to blow... Well, the two TIE fighters return, yes. but the second they get down is when they get the call from command that they're yeah. like, get the fuck out of there. So they both take off again to get the fuck out, and it's not fast enough. One of them gets destroyed immediately, the other one just a couple seconds later. Well, yeah, Phelan and uh, Wedge were already in the other two TIE fighters, mm-hmm. and the second they try to take off, the two of them just use those TIE fighters to blow them up. Yeah, I had forgot there was also a whole bit here where after they crash their little luggage skiff into the roof... These two soldiers come out to like to figure out what the fuck happened. And they've done a pretty good job with the background cover story. They're like, yeah, this thing was slaved to another one that is currently running operations over at the airfield. Yeah, it was supposed to be part of a convoy that just automatically follows behind the guy in front of it. So it's it automatically ha- following behind a guy who's like several miles away from it. So it's doing random shit. So we just got to turn it off and drive it back to where it should be. Okay, that's your job because I have three days more experience than you. Yeah, we get you know, a fun little back and forth between these two guys yeah. working at the airport. And then as soon as the one guy drives off, she's like, ha ha, I made it so the brakes don't work on that thing. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking why? <laughs> this is just some airport guy. This isn't even like, oh, what an Imperial officer. I'll fuck with him. You're like, you're going to get some other guy killed who was like, it's my job to make sure nobody comes through here. I know. Oh, God. I know, like, Wedge is fucking ex-Imperial. Like, you'd think he'd have at least a little bit of a, of a like, oh, these people can probably get turned around. All it would take is for this planet to change hands, and half these guys would immediately be like, I like the Republic quite a bit. Oh, yeah. You know they're like, look, I was born on this planet, and I just got a job at the fucking airport. Yes, the airport is controlled by the Empire. I don't have control over that. Yeah. I'm trying to provide for my daughter, Sakira. Oops, I'm dead and on fire. <laughs> it's just not not cool. It's fun times. It's fun times. You know what? War is hell. That's what's happening here. It's great, and yeah. I love it. <laughs> anyway, Wedge is immediately on the horn to... Uh, f- who's who's left? It's uh, it's Face and, face and, uh, and Atril, and he's like, Hey, you two, uh, your rides got blowed up, so you're on your own. Find a, Find a different ride home. Yeah, so Kel's like, all right, we'll come pick you up in the fucking uh, whatever. Truck. We have like the repair lifter truck. It's No, it's the uh, the actual Lambda shuttle. I just can't remember the name of it. Oh, that's right. They are in the Lambda shuttle, which they have. I, I don't remember the name of it either. The Lambda shuttle, it's, it's called. It's the Lambda shuttle, whatever. Yeah, don't make me remember all these names. I don't care. Yeah. But yeah, they get to the Lambda shuttle and they have someone else gets up to that fucking uh, turret and they're like, hey, uh, instead of going after that X-Wing, there's a Lambda shuttle that's headed 
over towards the hangar. We're pretty sure they're part of this. Yeah. Shoot them down. And the guy's like, man, I I almost got this fucking guy. Th- these guys are the bad guys over here. Fine. He tra- so he, he stops tracking Wedge's TIE fighter. No, the X-Wing. No, it's Wedge's TIE fighter because he's, he's trying to shoot down the two TIE fighters. He knows they're stolen. He's trying to shoot down Wedge's TIE fighter. This is the guy in the turret we're talking about. Yes. And as he gives up and, and her- heels around to try and shoot the Lambda, out of the corner of his eye, he realizes the moment he started turning those guns, Wedge turned around in the TIE fighter and came over and blew his fucking ass up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's like, whoops, I should not have taken my eyes off that fucking TIE fighter because here he is. And then the guy gets so scared of the TIE fighter that he jumps out of the turret and falls 15 meters to his death. No, he's fine. No, it says, you know, the dude jumps out. No, he jumps out and he's like, well, now Lambda shuttles and TIE fighters are not my problem. Yes, because he falls 15 meters onto hard Duracrete. And doesn't die. That's 47 feet. (laughs) He's not dead. He's fine. It doesn't matter if he's dead or unconscious, but he fell. He just fell nearly 50 feet onto the hard, hard pavement. He's definitely dead. And at the very least in super traction. (laughs) Like star traction. He's in Star Trek. The whole thing at the, the end of the chapter is, is uh, oh. shuttles and TIE fighters are no longer his problem. Not because he's in or because uh, he's not in a gun anymore, because nothing is his problem anymore. He is dead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Anyway, they're, I don't think they're in the Lambda shuttle either. I think they're still in their repair truck because we haven't gotten to the scene yet where they have to fight their way out with the other repair truck when it shows up when it's supposed to. Yes, th- that happens earlier. They are in the Lambda shuttle when they go to pick them uh, up. But okay. There then is the earlier the scene. scene. Yes. Yeah, all right. Because when they're trying to leave, when when pro- when team fix the shuttles and put the disease on the other shuttles, tries to leave, the actual shuttle repair team has shown up. Yeah, and they're like, what the fuck are you guys doing here? Like, well, I, I, just, I just got orders. I'm just following orders. And I'm like, just trying to get myself in the company, man. Please don't. Just look. I'll tell you what. You can go like, in hey, there. fuck you, man. This is my job. I want to get paid for doing my work. If I go in there and you've already done it, I don't get paid for today's work. And he's like, look, just go in there and scrub half the shit I did and say I did it wrong. And then just don't even have to do anything because I didn't do anything wrong. Just claim I did and then fix it yourself. That way we both get paid. Yeah, I, don't I lose- get I get the hours so that it looks good, mm-hmm. even though I did a shitty job. I still have, like, hours needed to get a permanent position, Yeah, but you get paid for work. And the guy instead is like, no, I think I'll just scrub all the work you did and call you into command, because fuck you. <laughs> and what, it, Kel's like, ah, goddammit, now I gotta beat you up. He's like, alright, well, here's the thing. If you're gonna make me lose my job... I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Yeah, he has one of those too long of a Star Wars threat lines. Well, if you're going to threaten my job, then I'm going to get something out of you, which is a meter of skin and a liter of blood, because I'm a guy who's... up. (laughs) Just just Never mind. Just say, fuck you, I'm going to kick your ass. Exactly. That's it. That's That's all all you you need. need. Just... Fuck you, buddy. Let's go. I love that in this galaxy far, far away, everyone is just perfectly willing to let everyone else finish their sentences. Yeah. As soon as someone starts one, you're like, fuck, I'm in one of those unskippable cut ah, scenes. Damn it. You're like, skip, skip, skip. God damn it. Fuck. Skip, skip. I'm just waiting for a pause so I can say something. He's never paused. <laughs> I want to be polite, even though I hate this guy. I don't want to just interrupt him in the middle of his fucking monologue. It just goes on and on without interruption in one long droning sentence without <laughs> interruption. Just that. It just, but, but yeah, so he gets out and fights the guy. And the guy's... A big, another big muscle dude. He's fat too. They have to make sure that everyone knows he's fat, so it's okay that he gets beat up. But he's another big muscle guy like Kel, and the two of them have a little brawl where Kel is 
just such a trained fighter. Kelly's like the biggest muscle head on the squad. Yes, the, he is the the big jock. If he if there were wasn't a Gamorian and whatever the fuck a Hohas is, <laughs> whatever the fuck this guy is, yeah, then he'd be the strong man of the squad. But he's not because there's these two super strong aliens. Yeah, he's the strong, you know, human of the squad. Yeah, but they get into a fight, and of course because. He's an actual trained combatant, and the other guy is just a very strong mechanic. You know, he comes at him, and he just trips him and shoves him to the ground. He's like, what a bitch. And then the mechanic pulls out, you know, a Star Wars wrench. Yeah, a hydro spanner. And is like, I'm going to fuck your shit up, and manages to clip him in the rib. And he's like, oh, fuck that. Uh, that's definitely fucked. I just I just either got a bruised or broken rib. Fuck me. And then he gets a little mad and beats the shit out of the guy. Basically, takes him all the way down. He's like, all right, fine. And I'll give him this. He stays in character. He's like, you know what? If I'm losing a job because of you, you're losing a job. He looks over at the security guard who has watched this whole thing go down. He's like, hey, man. Call this in. This guy attacked me with a deadly weapon. He needs to lose his fucking job, too. Mm-hmm. And and that's when, as the uh, Atiria pops in as the side character, and she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How about no one loses their job, and we just pretend none of this ever happened? Well, no, huh? that's his, the mechanic's uh, partner. No, pops I think because Tyria's also, we have multiple good cops. Both sides have a good cop. Well, yeah, because as soon as he's like, oh, he's going to lose his job as well as me, the mechanic's partner comes out and goes, hey, don't fucking make him lose his job. It's fine. He's we'll just—he's just, out—he's out of his element. Look, I realize now he's out of his element. Look, I will control the situation. No one makes any report to anyone. No one says shit, and we just go about our day. There's been no reports. Okay, can we be okay? And then Tyria's like, "Yeah, why don't we just let it be okay?" And he's like, "Okay, then I guess it's okay." And then they all get in their fucking lambda, whatever. Yeah, and the guard is like, "Yeah, I'm down for no reports because then I don't have to make a report." Yeah, because then I would have to do that for this horseshit that I let happen. Exactly. Because Kel straight up turns to the guard before the fight starts, and he's like, hey, man, let me kick this guy's ass, and you can bet on it. Yeah. (laughs) Which you'd think at that point, when that guy's already on the ground, and Kel's just like, all right, I'm just going to beat your fucking shit in, that he turns around and says, you want to place bets on this? No, unless there's someone betting against you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if there isn't, no, I'm not going to be the first to recommend that. Uh, And place bets with who? What are you... I guess maybe there's more than one security guard. I mean, as far as the book tells us, there is one security guard there. <laughs> uh, by the way, Hohas is a thackwash. Thackwash. I just looked it up so I could finally stop saying that for multiple episodes. Oh, man. Perhaps, I might you know be... when you give a bottle of water to a three-year-old, you get that thackwash in there? <laughs> I was just thinking I might have the syllable structure wrong. It might be thackwash. Thackwash. <laughs> that's, uh, that's German for the quash. <laughs> thackwash. <laughs> So, uh, so that's what, that's what Runt is. Runt, by the way, is escaping. He's fine. Everyone's yeah, fine. He's fine. Everyone's fine. Uh-huh. Everyone makes it out. Although we did also skip a scene where, uh, where we deal with the after effects of Phelan's falling off the roof. She's fine. She got really fucked up, but basically Atril works as the, as a first aid agent, gives her a bunch of painkillers and sends her off to bed. And there's a part where she has a re- a, a quick moment with Mindonos because the two of them are dating now. Yeah. And Donos at that point was, you know covering her from a building as a sniper he's, he's like pissed. i watched you fall off of a roof and then not respond when i called to you on the thing for two hours i was very much about to be like all right time for a rescue mission and then you finally went hey i'm good I'm, I'm awake yeah <laughs> <laughs> and her report to wedge is all like look i got like 
two hours of sleep on top of this one thing, two hours of sleep on the roof. Then I fell in the garbage, got like another 45 minutes of two hours of sleep. Basically, I got a lot of sleep today. I, I, I got good rest. And he's like, Jesus fucking Christ. Stop telling me that. Because <laughs> you kept waking up naturally instead of like having an alarm go off. At least have your phone on vibrate. <laughs> Something. Ugh. But anyway, they all escape. All four vehicles escape. And they manage to get out and get on board the Nightcaller and get to hyperspace before anyone can even deal with whatever this horrible shit was. Oh, yeah. Like... They do manage to be like, oh, we scramble like an actual force outside of just the couple of TIE fighters that we had stationed at the airport. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's way too much time for them to get there. They're like, yeah, we fucked off way before you got here. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Although I got to imagine at that point, if you're... <laughs> I guess it doesn't matter because I was like, oh, if you're the Hawkbat and you get sick at that point, you got to go, oh, this this was on purpose. Yeah. Like, they did this. There was a whole crazy thing that happened at the military facility, right? Like, yeah. Where that? we parked, there was a whole attack that happened there. And then we all got a disease you can only get from a sewer processing plant that isn't on this planet. But there is a medical facility on the planet. So... Oh, and also someone stole two of the TIE fighters and blew up the other two from the, from the, yeah. Like at this point, this did not go well. No, I would assume if you're part of the Hawkbat and you get a plague on your ship, you're like, oh, that's what they were doing there. They were giving us the plague. Yeah. Otherwise, why would one X-Wing show up and raise this facility as people stole two TIE fighters? The Republic doesn't want TIE fighters. Yeah. Who, who did this? <laughs> they, they aren't like, ooh, we're really strapped for vehicles. We need to steal two TIE fighters. <laughs> I mean, even if they did, there's easier ways to get them than to raid an Imperial world. Ugh. But yeah, I would, I was like, oh, that, they're going to automatically know someone gave this to them that was part of the Republic. But I'm like, I guess it doesn't really matter because it doesn't implicate the Nightcaller at all. No, but it does help build the case. At a certain point, they'll be like, look, anytime we try and do anything regarding the Nightcaller, Rebels show up, because I think of them as rebels. Rebels show up and do a whole bunch of horrible shit, and then the Nightcaller gets off scot-free again, somehow. They keep getting off scot-free. It's, you know, the fact that they are being trailed by rebels, and then right before we're going to give the Nightcaller some supplies, rebels show up and infect us, I feel like... Something might be going on with the Nightcaller. Yeah. Maybe let's have someone else go over or there. Or just, just call Dorelian and order him to re report to the fucking Iron Fist. Yeah. I I would assume at that point they're like, okay, we'll call this fucking thing off of the uh, attack that we're going to do on the planet that has all the ships and everything. Yeah. And instead, have it go meet up with some other vehicles and be like, all right, we got to go on board because... Obviously, you're being tailed somehow. You probably have a fucking tracker on your ship or whatever. Yeah. At best, if not, you are obviously a rebel plant. Yeah. I think it'd be hilarious if technically Warlord Zinge is in charge of the Hapes cluster, and that shit is either currently happening or hasn't quite happened yet. And it'd be hilarious if he was like, look, I want you guys to go to Dathomir. Just go to Dathomir and let the Hapens fuck you up. Uh, what? Well, just because Warlords, one of the parts of the space that Warlords Inch has control over is the Hapes cluster, where the Hapens are, and they have their super dragon ships that fuck everything up. It'd be really funny if he was like, look, I don't need the Nightcaller bad enough. How is he in control of the region of space that can fuck his shit up? It's from the beginning of Courtship. They make a whole big deal about how he he styles himself in charge of Dathomir and, and, and the uh, leader of the Hapes cluster, and the Hapens stay in there because they don't want to get involved in it. 
okay. Yeah. I remember him being like, oh, I technically own Dathomir, but he didn't give a fuck. That is also a case. Yeah, he was he was blockading Dathomir when they got there because he didn't want the dark Jedi ladies all over it to get off the planet. <laughs> you stay down there. You stay down there, you dark Jedi ladies. <laughs> Night ladies. Witches. Yeah. So... Anyway, we're now on the night caller and we're doing the debrief, which is really more of a party. And Atril gets to be there because for the moment she's not a uh, a crew member yet. She's still one of the raiders. Yeah. She's she gets to be part of the yeehaw we did it party. Yes. I mean I'd I'd say that's fair. I think she yeah. did that. Yeah. I mean, look, you were there. You got to murder a guy. Yeah, you made an orphan of a child. <laughs> I assume that, that, that makes you part of the club. I assume he was a single father. I assume. Mm-hmm. So uh so yeah, that was so now she gets to be part of the uh we just indiscriminately murder people who are like have desk jobs and shit crew. Yeah. Yeah. Um and uh they have a whole big discussion about what the plan is and I don't even remember most of it. It's just like, "Hey, great job everybody. Good work all around." Yeah, high fives. Hi. <laughs> everyone gets a, everyone gets a high C. Orange slices for everybody. Uh-huh. We're going to Pizza Hut. But it does end with Jansen cracking himself up at nothing in particular when they ask him what. He goes, "I just realized we've now stolen a Corellian Corvette and two tie fighters." I think we shouldn't stop until we seal every kind of Imperial vehicle. Yeah. We got to get one of all. We got to yeah. collect them all. Yeah. Ending, of course, with that super star destroyer, the Iron Fist. Yeah. Which I think would be hilarious if they were like, yeah, let's try and get on board that thing and steal it. Let's just shoot Piggy at it and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out you shot me right at the cockpit, at the uh, fucking deck of the thing, and I killed uh, Zinge by landing on him. <laughs> And then everyone else went, well, you keep yeah. what you kill. Mm. <laughs> I am scared of Gamorreans. Well, that's fine. I'm afraid of Gamorreans. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's only, I don't know, an entire state's worth of us here, but eh, you can have it. You got it, Piggy. You're in charge. You got the conch. <laughs> uh, sucks to your A-wing. <laughs> so, uh, so there you have it. There you go. There's the chapters. Mm-hmm. Just some real dumb goof em up bullshit. Yeah, uh, just I'm I, I'm excited when they do the gorilla stuff because the 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 X wing stuff is frankly very boring. But uh, uh, but this was not great. I don't know what to say here either. I I mean the big problem I have is I was like, oh, you have this two things you need to do. You want to go steal some stuff, and you want to do a heist on some uh, diseases mm-hmm. in a hospital. And instead of being like, oh, the heist is the thing we're going to obviously give the most attention to, we've already established that these guys can steal vehicles. We've done that. Yeah, it's true. But instead, they're like, nah, the heist takes up two pages and we don't give a shit. We just say they get in and some guy steals a bug. And you're like, why? This could have been so cool. You keep talking about all these threats and things they would have had to deal with. And instead of doing that, you're like... Anyway, they dealt with them and got out, and they have a disease, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, and the only thing that that part of the chapter is used for is to cast aspersions upon the good name of one Grinder T. Bothan. <laughs> My good friend, Grinder T. Bothan. <laughs> I assume that's his real and 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 uh, God given name. <laughs> My Christian name. He was given that name by Christian Bothan God. <laughs> by Christian Gray. Jesus Leah, I think his name is. It's got mm. an apostrophe in there. <laughs> Ah, yes. <laughs> so uh, so there you have it. I hope you're excited for yet more book. It's actually surprisingly close to over. Yeah, we're getting down to the wire here with the last few episodes that we're going to have. Now, there's only like three more, maybe four more episodes to go here. So, you know, stay tuned. We got to see how they wrap this up. I'm assuming by setting up another book. I don't remember if these keep going or not. Oh, yeah. They're 
definitely more than one thing on Wraith Squadron, yeah. as far as books go. But I keep thinking, like, well, I mean, I know they don't get Zinge in this book, obviously. No, no. And I assume they've got to probably get Trigget then, but you only have a few chapters left, so I assume they have to get him, you know, when they do the assault and try to get the Folor survivors or whatever. I just I just now thought it would be kind of fun to look up, because this book has a dramatis personae at the front, mm-hmm. with a lot of characters who don't fucking matter. You flip it through it, you're like, Ah, yes, Tatango Noor, a human male from Churba. <laughs> yeah, you remember that. Lieutenant Gera Petothel. But uh, I think th- th- I was just trying to see if I could figure out what Grinder's name is, and I did. It's Ursk Threag. Oh, boy. Yeah. Three of them. He's one of, the, oh, sorry, he is one of the many people on the team who has a nickname. Almost everyone does. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so there you go. Vort Piggy Sabinring. Vort He's a Gamorian male from Gamor, even though he's got where he's from right there in his name. He's of Binring. That's what Sabinring means. Yes. But I guess he was born on Gamor. Yeah. Okay. Experimented on mm-hmm. in Binring. Yes. So uh, so anyway, thank you so much for checking in as we discover yet more about the excitements of Wraith Squadron. But if you want to learn yet more about the many and varied other things in Star Wars, you can head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash system mastery and support us at the four dollar a month level yes you absolutely can and if you do you'll find yourself receiving lots of extra bonus content in the form of weekly expanded expounded universe episodes in which we go to wikipedia find crazy stories of star wars history and tell them to each other and to you you'll also receive the regular bonus content for system mastery which is just fun stuff where we make characters and games are just reviewed as well as the ad-free versions of all of the shows that we usually have ads on that's right what a deal there's an additional level available if you'd like to spend even more money on us and i can't imagine you wouldn't for $10 a month, you get yet more podcasts. So much more podcasts. Why even mention what they are? They're good. <laughs> They're good podcasts. They're good podcasts. They're all good podcasts, Brent. <laughs> so, you know, thank you for considering that. Otherwise, just go and rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher or what have you. And uh, hey, buy our, our uh, new tarot deck. It comes out in like a month. Yep. We got so many books, so many things you can get. Mm-hmm. We got all kinds of cool stuff. We got more stuff on coming down the pipeline. And uh, hey. We'll see you again real soon. I've been Elan Sleaze Bagano. And I love making people orphans. (laughs) 